Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Then Jesus went forth and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David, for my daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And to this she said back to him, This is truth, Lord. Yet the dogs do get to eat of the crumbs which fall from their masters table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 through 28. I have always been blessed by this Canaanite woman's story. She sought the Lord, and she found him. Yet once she found him, she did not get the response that one might have hoped for. There was no praise, no flattery, no hype, nothing in the physical that might give her hope. Only faith in who he was, and humility enough to recognize that she needed him that he was the answer that she had been seeking and the only hope of deliverance from the enemy that vexed her and her family. If she herself could fix this, it would have been fixed already. If any tool of man or of mammon or any of the gods of the land of her countrymen could fix her desperate situation, then it would have already happened. But here she was, broken, in need, and desperate. And she believed that this Jesus was the only one who could truly fix this. So she humbled herself. She sought for him with all of her heart. She cried out, and when he responded that it was not time and that there was another mission at hand more pressing than her situation, when it would seem that she was being berated and shamed publicly, she humbled herself even more perfectly. That grace might flow out even to where no one might believe that it was able to reach. For it is truly humility that draws the power of the kingdom of heaven down to manifest 
among men. Where pride is, any power present is a counterfeit and a function of the Antichrist spirit. Yet where humility is, grace is. As we read in James chapter 4 verse 6, But God gives more grace, wherefore he saith that he resist the proud, but that he gives grace unto the humble. Now we know that the Lord knows all things. He knew what her response would be. And he knew that the prideful, self-entitled children of the house around him needed to see the demonstration of this nobody's humility. Now let us take a moment to put ourselves in this woman's shoes. She asked for help for her tormented child and was called a dog in front of everyone in front of people who were being esteemed better than her as they were being called the children of the house. Understand that Jews looked very poorly on dogs. They were considered unclean and not something that they even allowed into their house. Yet in her culture, they did. So perhaps she had a dog and loved it, and knew that a good master took care of even the lowliest of its household, even feeding it from his own plate, even if it was just the crumbs left over from his children's plate. It was something he would not leave it wanting. I think looking at her humble response to what was said of her, is impressive enough, but just look past her for a moment. Remember that she was not asking for her. She was there seeking help for her sick and tormented child. If there was not room enough for pride to rise up in what was said of her, then realize that the implication went past her to her suffering child as well. The enemy could have so easily spoken in her ear pride, offense, and unbelief. The thought could have entered in saying, Who does he think he is? That my sick and tormented child is a dog not worthy of helping, while all these others are being healed and delivered freely. They are not better than me and my baby. Yet she did not entertain these kinds of thoughts, not even for a moment. Her response was perfect. If we are dogs to you, then that's okay. Dogs have good qualities too. And a good master takes care of all that he has. And even a crumb of your grace is enough to save. Wow. What faith. What humility that she demonstrated. A humility that drew the power of the kingdom of heaven into a dark place, 
even seemingly ahead of its appointed time of releasing. What a valuable lesson God chose this humble vessel to teach us. Yes, her daughter was delivered from the demons that tormented her. And I think that the children of God that beheld her were delivered of their pride as well. A perfect work of God performed in the most unlikely way by the most unlikely vessel of honor and grace. Oh, my friend, resist pride today. Resist the lies of the enemy. Resist self-confidence. And cry out to Jesus. He is the source of strength, hope, power, salvation, and deliverance. He sees everyone's need and is willing to pour out grace abundantly. But it takes humility to set the captive free. It takes believing that he is who he is enough to not care who you are anymore. Because that you know that you have nothing to offer. No hope of saving or changing anything except that you run to the king and ask him to speak and release victory. Let us read James chapter 4, verse 6 again, but carry on all the way through to verse 7. It says, But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith that God resists the proud, but he gives grace unto the humble. Submit yourself, therefore, unto God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The key to walking in the authority of deliverance is humility. Remember this, the true power of the kingdom will never flow through the prideful, and anything that seems to is the work of the counterfeit. God will trust his grace to the selfless and the obedient. You see, a very interesting thing that we have to take into account about this exchange of words between this Canaanite woman and Jesus is that all the way back to the time of Noah, a curse had been pronounced on the land of Canaan. The descendants of Cain were to be overtaken and subservient to the descendants of Shem. Now, the descendants of Shem, they were the Jewish people. This was fulfilled when God took the Israelites out of Egypt and sent them back to the promised land because that land was Canaan. It had become very wicked, the root of selfishness and mockery and pride and rebellion that was in that bloodline had manifested into a nation of debauchery where they were sacrificing their own children for pleasure and ease and prosperity. There was all manner of witchcraft and wickedness. It was a place of torment for the innocent. And so did God allow the Israelite people to come in and overtake it and subdue this wickedness and bring knowledge of him and his words and instructions back into the land. So when Jesus told her that he was come to the house of Israel, to the children, there was an understanding that this was his job and mission right now. Now he would be sent out to every tribe, tongue and nation, but that hadn't happened yet at this point. Because you see, through the blood of Jesus, 
We all become part of the family of God. We are grafted in to the promises of Abraham. We become part of his family. We are freed from the curses that were once placed on us generationally, but his blood had not been shed yet. So understand that she didn't have a place in the inheritance yet. It wasn't her house yet. She wasn't part of the family yet. She was an outsider. That's why she was referred to as a dog and not one of the children. But she didn't try to usurp her placement. She didn't stand in pride and try to proclaim that she was something more than she was. She humbled herself before God and said, but you're good enough to take care of the least of us and I need your help. And I know you're the only one that can fix my situation. I think there's something powerful to the fact that she didn't try to usurp her position. She honored the God-ordained authority that she was placed in in that season. But nevertheless, though there were physical limitations, there was no spiritual limit. He is full of goodness. It's who he is. And she had faith in that. God himself had pronounced that the Canaanite would be set under the descendants of Sham. So she didn't try to resist that placement. Instead, she embraced it and had faith in his goodness in spite of it. Little did she know would the blood of Jesus come to erase it, but nevertheless, in that moment, her humble response drew God's grace into her situation more so to her than even to the children who had access to it but didn't have the humility to be trusted with it. We see a situation with Jacob in the Old Testament. He was the younger brother and the inheritance normally went to the elder. Now early on in his story, we see him plotting and manipulating and taking matters into his own hands to try to obtain this inheritance. He tricked his brother and his father. And for it, do you see God sending him into a wilderness to be humbled? Because you see that he's placed into a situation where his new father-in-law does the same thing to him. He is deceived. He is tricked. He is manipulated. No better way to learn a lesson than to have it done right back to you. Yet towards the end of this story, do we see that he's no longer wrestling with his brother or his father for this inheritance. We see a situation where he begins to wrestle with God himself for it. Where once before he fought in the physical, now he fights in the spiritual. And it is at this time that God deems him worthy and it was given to him. Because you see, there's always this battle within us to understand, do I fight for the promise or do I humble and submit to my position and allow things to just happen? The answer is both. In the physical, you present that humility, but in the spirit, you believe that God is able and you keep coming to him in prayer and intercession. That woman was so humble in her physical responses, but yet in the spirit, she kept pressing on and pressing through and crying out to Jesus, knowing that he could do what no man could do, that she could grab hold of even just a crumb of this mighty inheritance of the power of the kingdom of God. 
And the same thing happened to Jacob in his life. When he fought in the physical, when he tried to do it in his own strength, logic, and intellect, when he took matters into his own hands and manipulated, things just got worse and worse. And he went into a wilderness to be humbled and to learn his lessons. Oh, but in that moment when he wrestled with God for it, that's when God said, you know what? He really wants it. I'm going to release it to him. So if you want to see things change, do what the Canaanite woman did. Cry out to the source of grace. Cry out to Jesus. Get in the prayer closet. Pray, praise, wrestle with God until something breaks. Because everything that Jacob did wrong in the physical was eventually done back to him. So my friend, don't try to take matters into your own hands. Trying to make something happen by force. We must learn to be like the Canaanite woman and seek the Lord to change the situation by grace. How do we do that? We fast and we pray and we praise and we proclaim and we get in that prayer closet and we cry out to the only one who can save until he hears us and steps in and changes our situation. Today we look at two people who grabbed hold of an inheritance that they really had no right to take. But by faith they pursued and pressed through and believed until grace was released and the key was humility. Coming to the point where they knew that they could not do it by their skill or their talent or their wit or their strength or their own resources. Enough for them to seek an audience with the king and petition him to intervene. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.